0: Hello and welcome to another guest feature of the Sports In podcast uh, with me Chris Ainsco. and I'm delighted to be joined this evening uh, with distance athlete Andrew Davis. Andy how are you?
1: Hi Chris yeah I'm very good thank you and yourself?
0: Good yeah good thank you thank you for coming on.
1: Yeah no worries it's uh,
0: quite exciting I like what you're doing so far so all good. Brilliant thank you. Um, Good place to check in with you it's probably after your most recent outing, uh, the men's Olympic marathon trials at Kew Gardens, how did that go?
1: Yeah, um, it was really an honour, really, to be privileged, uh, you know, quite privileged to be asked to, to go there, really. Um, only 15 people got asked, and, you know, this this um, simple farmer's son from mid Wales is one of them. So, yeah, <laughs> a huge honour to be asked and to go down there. And it's a fantastic event, to be fair. Um, yeah at the time it was the only race on that anything that's happening so it was quite nice that um just to be involved in it and you know just standing around with all these you know famous people and you know potential olympians as well yeah, yeah it must be
0: nice to have a race on the calendar after what's probably been a bit of a topsy-turvy year events wise it's fair to say
1: yeah um they asked about it at the end of last year, so October, November time, but it still wasn't confirmed because of coronavirus, obviously. So we only found out four to six weeks before that. Yeah, it's definitely going ahead. So I'd already started my big miles, big training by then. So to get the nod to say it's on, it was nice. to You know, the train was worth it and to keep going really for the next, you know, the last four, six weeks before it.
0: Yeah, that's it. So to give um, people an idea what sort of times... Um, We're talking. What time did you run on the day? Um, two hours fifteen and fifty seconds. So it's not a jog in the park. That's for a marathon if people are thinking, surely not. (laughs) So um, yeah, we're right at the uh yeah, the top end and seventh on the day, was it?
1: Yeah, seventh. Yeah, I managed to work my way through a bit and um there was a few dropouts and yeah, I was pleased to get around in the end. (laughs) Oh, it's brilliant going, yeah.
0: Um, So, yeah, like I said, to give people an idea of sort of um, what times we're talking that you've run in sort of uh, races, I thought we'd have a quick little run through through some of your PBs. We'll just pick out a few. Um, So I thought we'd go 5K, 10K, half marathon, and then the full marathon. Um, Probably races that people might have a rough idea with times. Um, So 5K – do you know um, off the top of your head or i have got you, a new uh, testimony now um now. <laughs>
1: 1421 minama um, last year um it was a fantastic um race and i finished 51st um it just shows you the quality was just unbelievable <laughs> the depth
0: yeah, so, yeah that time <laughs> so yeah, yeah for people um maybe a couple of listeners will have done a park run that's the equivalent distance isn't it um so yeah, yeah. fourteen twenty-one's the benchmark there. <laughs> uh ten K? Um
1: twenty-nine forty-eight. Um, I think it was up in Leeds, but yeah, Leeds ten K. Again, um up in the northwest is like a haven for distance running and the depth there is pretty unreal. You you know, you can do a race around here, win it or whatever, and then you go up there and they kind of put you in your place a bit, and, which I like. It's good to, to have competition and, you know, there's, there's better runners out there. It's good. It's good inspiring stuff as well. You see all these um, people, Olympians and um, Commonwealth Games athletes just turn up at, you know, these races and you're racing against them. And, yeah, it's good. It's it good. Yeah, it's good they show their faces still at
0: these sort of, uh, <laughs> that sort of level at what would be probably smaller events. Um, compared to the world stage. Um, Your half
1: marathon, uh, PB? Yeah, um, 64.45 around Lake Burnway. Oh, so down the road. I didn't know it was there. Yeah, down the road. I've I've done all these um, big city marathons, and it's uh, the local one that... I think um, a good thing that helps there, to be fair, I had a pacer on the day, which was spot on, Um, and he pulled away after 10 miles. But the last mile... Is downhill so it's a good uh, good way to finish at Lake Burnley and you know you can push on if you're going for a PB with you know, free wheeling down that hill it's, yeah it's a good, good one to do really That's it, oh good and then uh, to round that bit off, the
0: full marathon which we'll probably come on to this time uh, in a little bit as well sort of the background to that because it's a pretty special time but um, if you want to give your marathon one
1: Yeah 2 hours 14 and 36 seconds so yeah yeah valencia, yeah valencia 2019
0: yeah slightly more glamorous than lake Verney, probably some would say, <laughs> some would say and it's <laughs> in a different way a, uh, a bit warmer <laughs> so, so yeah that's um sort of where you are and you're running now um i thought to we'd go to give people an idea we'd go back to sort of your first sort of memories of getting into running um so be that sort of schools or clubs local clubs
1: yeah um, I started uh, the usual in primary school um I did quite well. I remember going up to Aberystwyth with the year um and finished third there so I think that was a a big confidence booster as a youngster that oh actually I'm mixing it with you know the best in Wales here and yeah primary school it all started um and then obviously went to um high school and uh Welsh for high school and yeah, just um, we're doing well again at the cross country there, the track races, again, competing against the Welsh lot and great support from the teachers there as well. And yeah, it all started there, I suppose. Um, in terms of club, um, come up to Newtown um, on a Wednesday, uh, did lots of training there. And I suppose back at the time when I was like 13, 14, six, six miles would have been a long way, but that was my kind of long run on a on a Wednesday and see how fast he can get around uh, with all the adults and everything. So it was, it was good that they were pushing me on from a, a young age. Yeah, was good. so that sort of
0: age, Do you ever think running was something, obviously it sounds like you took it fairly seriously at the time, um, but was it something you imagined going on to sort of compete in some of the events you have done? Um,
1: yeah, it's hard to answer that. one. in terms of I was doing well, I was competing for Wales as well at the fell running and cross-country track. Um, and then when it progressed to when I was getting 17, 18 and then when they were saying how much training you have to do, the miles they were saying is running 60, 70 miles a week. Uh, I was thinking at that age, that's not for me <laughs> <laughs> or even a bit lower 50. It's No, I'm happy with 20 miles, but you can't get away with it. talent can only take you so far. So, yeah, I concentrated on football back then when I was 17, 18, um, started off, I suppose, Welsh Reserves and then. Um, went up to Kerry and did well there. And the rest is history, I suppose. <laughs>
0: yeah, football, this is probably something uh,
1: a few of the listeners probably aren't
0: familiar with um, your name, that you actually were a very competitive footballer. Um, so was it Caerseus as well?
1: Yeah, it- uh, so I had two years at Kerry and went up to Caerseus then and I was there for a good 10 years, I'd say, in the Welsh Prem. Yeah. That's it,
0: yeah, Welsh Premier League. So, And do you have a European trip involved there as well
1: yeah uh we had one game in bulgaria uh where we lost 2-0 but yeah it was a great experience right there yeah so <laughs> not just
0: do a one-trick pony with the running uh, <laughs> that's to compete in two sports so at that sort of level is uh yeah fairly impressive but then i wonder was there so from there was there a moment where you thought that the running would take more of a f- front step and that
1: you sort of took a step back with the football yeah, I suppose um, I went travelling in 2006 around the world and did my um, first marathon in Christchurch in New Zealand. Um, really enjoyed it. I was thinking, oh, I'll, I'll do a marathon a year. Um, when was that? Um, and I was slowly going down the leagues after Kersus. We dropped <laughs> down a league. Then I joined Montgomery. And I suppose when I was playing football, I'd- Lose interest after about January, February when the pitches were bad and having to travel a long distance. And it's like ah, I'd be, we'd be on a bus going past these beautiful mountains. And it's like, oh, I'd, I'd rather be up there today than playing <laughs> football in Harvard West or whatever it was. And um, yeah. So I was to, uh, thought of, of just mixing it both, playing football for three or four months and then training for a marathon. And after a while, I was getting better and better. And then decided when I was about 32, 33, right, we've got to knock this football on the head and dropped down a couple of leagues and thought, right, we've got to do the running properly. So, yeah, marathons was the main thing back then. And, yeah, since then, just got into a bit of everything. That's it. Yeah. So I guess from there,
0: what was what was the main difference? I guess training probably became much more of a, a frequent thing throughout the week as you moved to sort of elite running.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I went into London Marathon. I signed up for it one year. Um, but they asked me to come back and just play for Kersu's for a bit. And I remember about 11 weeks out from London Marathon, I was playing down in Port Talbot. And someone needs me in the leg in exactly the same place twice, and I had a dead leg. I'm thinking, oh, I'll only be out for three or four days, you know, a week max. But I managed to recover about a week before the race, so I was out for 10 weeks <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Uh, and and that it was like at that time it was like I can't mix the both now. Because I was running seventy miles a week, seventy-five miles a week, plus football on top. But um, yeah, decided after a while that I can't do both now. It's going to have to be just running. I, I guess yeah, sort of a light bulb moment in terms
0: of the knocks. You realise the knocks you accumulate yeah. through sort of football, especially um, sort of like a yeah, local <laughs> local football. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: and I suppose um, playing football on a Saturday and trying to do a long run on a Sunday, it wasn't probably the best idea. So, yeah, we took it a bit easier on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. um, so I guess
0: if you're um, talking there about running sort of 80 miles plus a week, that a lot of people will see that as a big time um, consumer. So sort of how was that balancing that volume of training with work commitments and things like that?
1: Um, work has been really good and flexible as well. Um, so I'll be getting up at, at the moments. Well, before the marathon, um, I'm getting up at half past six to do a five mile run, probably three days a week. Um, so that's just normal, and then finish work four o'clock, um, come back and take the dog out for a run, or um, I'd have a session as well. Um, so I've managed to fit it in around uh, work quite nicely. Um, yeah, but it is hard work, just trying to fit everything in and all the mileage. But if the coach says to do it, then you just go out and do it. The more seriously you take
0: and you run it, um, how sort of having coaches, I'd imagine, um, sort of set those sessions for you. Um, does that almost take a bit off your
1: plate? Oh yeah. Um, to be fair, he does all the thinking for me. He knows more about me than I do. I think he said. <laughs> He's very good, to be fair. But um, I'd like to think I was pretty um, disciplined when I was playing football as well and running to do 70 miles a week, 75 miles a week. Uh, yeah, I was pretty disciplined. Um, I'm just one of these people who oh, it's got to be done. Let's just out and do it. But I do think having a coach does help. If he tells you to do something, then you just do it. Otherwise... You might just think, ah, not tonight, I don't feel it, it's raining, it's crap weather, and you kind of make excuses. So, yeah, it's good for motivation and, yeah. Yeah, and uh, obviously,
0: as you've taken the running more seriously, um, is it New Balance you're sponsored by now?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've been with them for the last uh, five or six years. I'm pretty fortunate, really, um, how it all come about. But, yeah, the fantastic company to, to be involved with. Is that nice to have the the back end of,
0: um, like, with the kit and everything? I'd imagine um, if you're running those distances, uh, the sort of where you would be putting in shoes and stuff, and financially, has that enabled you to go to more races?
1: Yeah, um, I was with another company, um, Salomon, the out, outdoor company before that, and and their trainers weren't really suited for for mileage mileage trainers, so I was having to buy my own um alongside that but my coach was saying you need to change your trainers every 400 miles which at the moment's nearly four or five weeks and it can get pretty expensive i suppose <laughs> so having the support of new balance with in terms of the the mileage trainers has been a, a huge help and the races as well because as you probably know um trainers aren't getting any cheaper and it, with the new carbon plate trainers coming out the, the, you know they've double the price straight away so so to have the support of them is unbelievable yeah
0: i can imagine yeah on the on the topic of sort of uh carbon shoes and everything i thought if i've got a runner on it's probably uh, it's quite a uh probably you get asked this a lot but what's your sort of views on the whole running shoe technology oh, game
1: it's a <laughs> oh, hours and, <laughs> yeah um I don't know. I speak to some people and they're like, I can't see them making any difference. And then you speak to other people and make a huge difference. But I think the times are there for people to see that, you know, people's times have come down. There's records going left, right and center. It seems to be every week. So they must make a difference. Um, You know, I think they make a difference. Some people, it depends on the way they run. They, you know, it works better for others. So, And other people have said that they don't think it works for them, so that's I do think it depends on the runner as well, the type of runner. Um, but I am got a clue if I have to be honest. Yeah, there's a lot out there uh, to to digest. (laughs) With uh, the coach says to wear them racing them, so I just go out and do it, and and they're all good, I can't complain one bit. So, yeah,
0: that's it. Yeah, we talk about sort of um, the volume of training. I was also keen to talk about the intensity sort of, of the training you do. Um, so with distance running, I think a lot of people are probably under the illusion with running that you just go out and run yourself into the deck every session and you improve that way. Um, but I wonder if you could give sort of a bit of an insight into how you you balance the intensity of that training and what your training involves.
1: Yeah, um, so in the marathon build-up, um, I'd be running between 95 and 100 mile a week um most of that's easy running um but i'd say about 20 percent of its effort. so on a wednesday i'd usually do a speed session so it could either be a track um or a long run so it could be like 20 by a kilometer um like one on one off for 20 kilometers um a kind of about race pace for the marathon and then one kilometer we call a float so um it's not jogging it's it's somewhere in between fast and slow. <laughs> so the recovery is just as hard as the effort sometimes. Um, yeah. And then Friday, usually do a progression run. So it starts nice and easy, but um, yeah, this is one of the favorites, the Kenyans, they just get quicker and quicker throughout the run. Um, so it, it doesn't put too much stress on the body. And then a Sunday is usually a long run um, for the marathon, 20, 22 miles. And about between 10, 12 miles of that will be at race pace. So uh, other than that, the rest of the week is easy mileage. So probably about 70, 75 miles is easy. That's it, yeah. You say, um, you say easy. I mean,
0: um, as a, a rough guide for people, what would what is easy relative to sort of uh, a marathon effort, if you know what I mean, so for people ah, to right. gauge off what is...
1: Um, so my race pace for the marathon is about five Oh seven for each mile. Um, and then my easy pace would be two minutes quicker than that. Uh, sorry, slower than that. Um, probably about seven fifteens, um, seven thirties yeah. or some mornings it can get, you know, eight minute mile in is when I'm yeah. half asleep. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I guess, yeah, the sort of, uh, proof in the, the pudding when it comes to your training, um, And that's, we mentioned it slightly with your Marathon PB before, and I wanted to come on to this. Um, So you mentioned uh, Valencia, was where you ran it?
1: Yeah, that's it, yeah.
0: So that's a bit of a special time, really, because it's actually a British record, isn't it? The over 40 marathon record?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, The previous record was done at the Commonwealth Games in Glasgow in 2014, and I was in that race as well with the lad who did it, so it's quite nice that, I took it off him from you know the the race that I was in with him. So yeah, it was quite nice, really.
0: Oh yeah. So what was the sort of was that something you had your your eyes on as a target?
1: Yeah, we've been um, trying to debate which marathon to do. And I was forty in the October end of October, and there's not many races after then that's ideal because all the fast, quick ones like Berlin um, Amsterdam were before that. So. Florence is a little bit slow. New York is hilly. So it was only Valencia is kind of the obvious choice, really. So we attacked it as soon as I could after
0: my birthday. Yeah, because there's um, been like loads of other quick times in Valencia. Um, I think, is it the 10K Records was there recently as well? Yeah. yeah is there something, had- something about the course there or the, the conditions which sort of is conducive um, to good times Just
1: nice conditions yeah i think it helps um, it's nice and warm which suits me I, so some um, runners like the cold and uh, bad weather but i do i do prefer the warmer weather so it suited me a bit better than a cold autumn <laughs> marathon <Yeah. laughs>
0: and it must have been great as well because that's as well as being an over 40 record that's also your personal best as well Um yeah So I know we've mentioned you only sort of made the switch from football, is it 32, 33, uh, sort of permanently. Why do you think you've got so much quicker, sort of what some people would consider as like later sort of in running years?
1: Yeah, um, I think um, like my coach says, because I didn't do all these miles when I was younger, um, when I was playing football, that I've still got all these miles left in my legs I can do. And they're saying um, to be good. It's all about consistency And I've been doing this like you're not going to do your PB really in the first year of running because you've only just started. But if you do it year in, year out, it should take potentially about seven years before you start to see your PBs and everything. So, yeah, I'm at at about that time now where I've got all these miles in my legs and, yeah, seem to be getting a bit quicker. So I'll keep it going for as long as possible. (laughs) that's it yeah definitely (laughs) it's going all right at the moment so uh, yeah i can't complain
0: (laughs) yeah um so you mentioned uh getting back with age as well the kew gardens race um the marathons trial there the was it the ian leach i believe um set the 45 um record i think so that must be nice to see like to have that to go off for these years coming ahead. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Thinking about that, it'd be nice to take his record and say I was in the race when he did it. (laughs) But um, I was well impressed with his running. Um, My run was good. I was happy with it. But um, I was just, I think he's new to running. I think he used to be a cyclist, but he was in my group. And I just think if he run a bit more sensible, he could have done a lot better than that as well. Cause he, he kept surging, going in front of the pacers, um, up to certain corners, then dropping back, and then he kept pushing on all the time. It's like you just chill behind the pacers, then you, you could have saved your legs a bit for later on. So yeah, I think he could have done a lot. But he was running so comfortably, I was I was pretty impressed actually.
0: Yeah, so we mentioned that sort of Valencia race being a, a standout one for you. Are there any other sort of big uh races that either you've taken part in or times you're particularly proud of having run them?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I went to the world championships in 2017. So that was um, pretty impressive actually um, just to be involved again. Um, I scraped in, I had the time, but I was the fourth, the fourth member or quickest one, but um, one of the other lads, had had a flight injured. So I managed to scrape in and yeah, d- it was down in London on quite a hilly course on a real hot day. So um just snuck under two eighteen there. And yeah, that was a pretty impressive run. I was I was happy with that like. You mentioned New York, was it you run as well? Yeah. So
0: those what those events like big city ones, is there any where you just sort of even though you're running those sort of elite times where sometimes you just zone out a bit and think like take it all in?
1: Yeah, um it was, yeah, incredible. Some of the places like Berlin, and but at the time, you kind of concentrate on the race. And people ask, "Oh, did you see this? And did you see that?" I'm like, uh, "Nope." <laughs> no. So yeah, I suppose focusing too much on the race and not looking at the views. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, you touched on it with the uh, World Championships there. Um, you represented Wales Commonwealth Games as well
1: yeah on two occasions now yeah
0: that must be great to compete in those environments um like you say with the athletes other athletes around um at the top level
1: yeah um yeah in glasgow 2014 i think i was the first welshman for about 18 years or a long time to make the commonwealth games wales so it was nice to to start the ball rolling in a way that um and obviously since then there's the distance running in Wales has gone crazy so yeah it's nice to be involved with that one but it, I suppose that was my first occasion when you do, usually do these marathons is like 35,000 standing behind you and like it feels big big event but got to the Commonwealth Games and there was about 29 of us on the line <laughs> like where is everyone <laughs> it doesn't seem right somehow and yeah it's a bit weird just not many involved yeah uh, but yeah out in the gold Coast was one of the toughest races ever it was um yeah it was pretty horrendous but, um it was they had a kind of a heat wave that time of year and they just had new tarmac down as well so it was, apparently it was twenty eight twenty nine degrees but they're saying that the temperature coming off the tarmac as well was like thirty five degrees uh it was horrific and and I remember my sister passed me on the bike with about three miles to go, and I was just thought, like, oh, "Will you give me a back? It <laughs> just anything." But, um, it was yeah, it was tough, tough. Like
0: yeah, it must have been like I said, that incredible experience. But in that race particular, because um, is it the same one, uh, Callum Hawkins? Where yeah, he sort of it, yeah. collapsed on the the bridge. So to complete a marathon in those conditions, let, let alone at, that sort of where they, you go, you're against the clock. Um, yeah, <laughs> must be a fair feat in itself. So no. Yeah, it.
1: so it's when you're passing someone on the floor, it's like hmm, there's another place higher. That's but then good. I passed him, it's like oh no, it's Callum. Oh no, like looking back, I haven't seen the race or the footage or anything. But he was so far ahead, he could have near enough walked in and and still won. So but, and he didn't know at the time, but he pushed himself so hard that he realised he had to check out. But yeah, it was pretty. Uh, amazing to be all involved, you know, going out there with a the team, and three weeks before it was, yeah, it's unbelievable. I can imagine, yeah, great, great
0: sort of events. Yeah, um, and then away from that sort of uh, elite spectrum as well, you show your face at uh, park run a fair bit in Newtown.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I usually on a Saturday morning, I've got about eight miles to do, so it's good to um, run into town, do the park run, run. Oh, sometimes go to wear the spoons for a breakfast and <laughs> you know see see all the local runners. It's good, yeah. That's it. Like, um, yeah, it's great to see uh, those
0: sorts of events on in pretty much every town really, um, across the country, nine o'clock Saturday mornings.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. And the numbers were going up and up, you know, again up to 150 and same people every week. And you think, oh fair play to them. They're they're making a good effort here. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah,
0: definitely. And then obviously, like you say, the numbers were rising in that. And then um, obviously the past sort of year with the pandemic and everything, there's been sort of, some people have coined it a running boom, um, really with people getting out that would never really consider running before with sort of the hectic lifestyles. Um, so I wondered if you sort of had any views on maybe how running can keep hold of those people that started taking it up.
1: Yeah. um, if they I suppose because of the pandemic, a lot of virtual events have been happening now, and challenges and things like that, so they're quite good to keep an eye on keeping people motivated and if they did get signed up to park run, they're a good like motivation if your friends are going down that you'll be going down as well and yeah there's there's things out there for people to do um yeah, and like you said with the pandemic, people are going out um and wanting to do. Longer stuff. I've noticed even with other runners, um, they've been doing miles and miles, far more miles than I do. And, you know, it's given them loads of motivation as well. If once the races start coming back. And I think that's why we've seen so many people doing well, the, the races that have been allowed to happen, there's been some incredible times coming from there. So, um, yeah, hopefully, COVID's done. Britain a, a helping hand I suppose yeah and then I guess when
0: hopefully in the not too uh, distant future when running events can get back going on sort of a local scale are there any sort of around sort of the sort of Newtown Welshpool area I guess is where most people listening to this will be um that you think would be good maybe I don't know 10ks or anything yeah
1: um there's one or two I think um there's a company, Adrenaline Sport, from Ozistry. They were setting up the Welsh for 10K. Uh, Har Harriers do um, some of the 5K, 10Ks as well, and Raider as well. they got some fantastic events. I'm not too sure if happening this year. 5K around the dams and everything, for, um, once a month for three months. And, yeah, there's a few events happening locally. Um, I suppose people just need to keep an eye out because they're just slowly opening up. Um yeah, but I'm not too sure which ones are on and off at the moment, but they seem to be a lot of them delayed until the end of the year at the moment.
0: Yeah, so hopefully it's heading the right direction, but um, there's a few, yeah, to keep an eye on on there, hopefully, if anyone's got into their, uh, their running. Um, and then touching on sort of uh, the local side of things again, um, obviously facilities, and you mentioned Maldwin earlier, um, must have played an impact in sort of reaching the higher levels of the sport um but I wondered what your sort of views were on sports facilities in mid-wales because you've asked this question to other people we've managed to get on um just yeah sort of the state of sports facilities in mid-wales and whether that's holding people back maybe
1: yeah it's it's still lacking isn't it um I know a lot of groundsmen are doing their best don't they um but when the weather we get in mid-wales it just can't cope with with some of the rain we get um having things like Latham Park has been fantastic and the facilities at Maldwin, but, and I think there's a bit of momentum, hopefully of getting things done. I think Flanny's having um, a 3G pitch as well. If Welsh Bull can get one as well on the rugby pitch there, it would, it would help things a lot, you know, getting fixtures going ahead every week. Um, Like I, I listened to your other podcast with George a few weeks ago saying, how can kids pass a ball on, you know, mole hills and um, divots and things like that? It's still, It's just not right, is it, that we're in 2021 and we've, we just get left behind, don't we, around here? And you can go down to South Wales. Like, in terms of the tracks, they've just had two brand-new facilities opened in the valleys and we've still got one and we can't even get it cleaned up here, you know. Um, a lot of the time I have to go to Shrewsbury. If it's been raining in new town i have to go to Shrewsbury just because the track's too slippy yeah um, yeah so we, I, it, we are left behind and you know we, you say is what you want about the welsh government but they just don't listen do they and it's hard to to get the money up this way i suppose
0: yeah hopefully going forward we can yeah get some investment and then hopefully sort of get kids into these sports like you say um but then back on to your own sort of running, um, I guess, what's sort of on the horizons for you now?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, so in Kew Gardens, I was kind of having one eye on the Commonwealth Games. It would have been nice to get 2.15.30, but even though I got 2.15.50 um, at the time, because after 5K, I knew this wasn't my day and I'm not going to get the time required. Um, and even halfway, I think I'm struggling big time here. So, um, and I was expecting at the time because my watch was all to all out of sync and, and everything. I was thinking if I get under 218 here, I'd be very happy as the way things were going. So, get un- to, so to, for me to get under 216, I was delighted. <laughs> um, so I wasn't disappointed one bit with the time. So, hopefully, London Marathon is going to be the next big project. Um, October the third or fourth. Um, and hopefully I can have a good go at getting the Welsh qualifying time then for the Commonwealth games um but it appears even i even if I get the time it's still not a guarantee um there's there's a small squad going to be selected for um Birmingham Commonwealth Games next year um so there's only a certain amount of athletes can be selected throughout athletics. So even if three Welshmen get the time, they might only select one or two. So um, I just need to do my best, get the time and, and see where that gets me really. Because at the same time is also the European and world championships. So potentially some of the Welsh lads might want to feature in them. So it could get me a place or the other way around. If the Welsh lads want to do the Commonwealth Games, then there could be a place available at the European champs. But um, yeah, it's all up in the air. I just gotta get my head down, train, and hopefully get a sub 215 in London. Like I say, yeah, hopefully, uh we'll definitely that should be all good to go by then.
0: Um, but like you say, yeah, we'd we'll be backing you to, to go out and run that time, hopefully, and whatever will be will be then in terms of uh, qualification for whatever sort of events are on the horizon. Yeah. Um yeah. but no, yeah, it's uh it's been great to have you on, Andy. Um and like we say, we'll be keeping an eye out for the, the races coming up. Um <laughs> But, yeah, thank you for coming on.
1: No worries. Thank you very much. It's been good. Cheers.
0: Grand. We'll catch you soon. Cheers.
1: Yeah, we'll Thank you. Cheers, guys.